0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Lights podcast. And with us today is Lyle. Hey, how's it going? And me, Blake, and Russ is not available to be with us this week. He has some—I think his dad is having a birthday party that he was going to celebrating and everything. But um, we will be discussing the fourth episode of this, this season called uh, "Keep Looking," and. Um, Again, lots lots of things are still changing and shaping up, I think. They moved along some some more uh daddy plot lines, it seems. But um overall was it a episode that you were impressed with, Lyle?
1: Uh, I liked it. I did. There's there's only been one this year that I, I didn't like very much. I like this one, you know.
0: Was it the first one you didn't like?
1: I don't remember the order.
0: I think the first one was um, kind of a disappointment. It was yes,
1: me. it was a it was yeah, it was the Hastings, Ruckle Basketball. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because then episode two is when they, he wrote State at the end yeah. of. Uh, yeah,
1: I've, movie, I've I liked them all since then.
0: But um, this was the episode where uh, we saw Becky's dad come back and we saw um, Buddy Jr. come and be able to hang out with his dad some. And, uh, Lyle, you mentioned to me earlier, but uh, they did a great casting job with uh, making Buddy Jr. look a lot like Buddy Sr.,
1: they really did. I wonder how they found that guy because Buddy has very striking features with the, like a prominent chin and nose and right. all that kind of stuff. And Buddy Jr. looks just like him.
0: Yeah, Which he's remarkable. De- and like you said before, definitely not the uh, the Buddy Jr. from the years past that, that lived with Pam back in the day.
1: I can't even remember what the other Buddy Jr. looked like at all or anything about him.
0: I I barely remember from the camping trip, but no no nothing that stood out. But uh, speaking of Buddy Junior, he uh we we called it to where he would be a part of the Dillon football team, East Dillon. And um, I'm still wondering: is he going to be a lineman? Is he going to be a uh, uh, an offensive player of some sort? Is he going to give give Tinker some competition there on the line?
1: Hey, he looks like a fullback or a linebacker to me. Kind of thick.
0: Apparently, he could run even drunk. uh. I
1: don't – they are going a little overboard with uh, putting people onto the team in the middle of the season. Like with no practice, you you can't just go out there and play football. That's why you have two-a-days and all that kind of stuff. You get all the soreness out of your system from hitting and all those kind of things.
0: Well, but of course he can play. He's a Garrity right?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some great dialogue with Buddy Buddy Jr. The, uh, one of the lines of the season so far where he what was that about Of oh, nature has its own meat, it's called the cow? Yes. <laughs> Whether well, it's like California cuisine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, because the gluten-free stuff that his stepdad always ate.
1: Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I really like Buddy Jr. I was scared that I wouldn't, but he's Kind of believable. They, I mean, they go overboard with seems stealing his dad's truck. That was a kind of, punk kid, yeah. That was a little ridiculous. I mean, I could see it more if it's like middle of the night and he's sneaking up, but just like leave him sitting there. He goes to the bathroom, he comes back and his truck's gone. That was a bit much. But something about the dialogue between him and Buddy really seems realistic to me.
0: I thought when he and Eric, Buddy Sr., whatever, Buddy and Eric finally tracked down Buddy Jr., and, uh, and he goes and chases after him and yanks him off of the fence. I seriously thought he was about to go all landing strip on him, you know, and he beat the crap out of the dude in the strip club. I was thinking, yeah. oh, he's about to hit him for sure.
1: Yeah, it looked like he was mad enough to do that. That's kind of why I like it, though. It seems like they, they really love each other and like each other, but it's just that difficult, you know, teenage bull crap where teenagers are just pain in the butt, you know? Right,
0: right, right. And even, you know, I thought he – took a very I guess it had to be a really, you know, low blow when um they passed by. We had to see Buddy Garrity Motors, but the four lease sign, you know, and Junior made the comment about you can't make anything in your life work, can you? Um
1: Yeah, I mean I kinda like that too though. I could see a teen- teenager teenager oh, yeah. get a shot in like that, like you cheated on my mom and we had to move away. You know, just taking a little subtle shot. But I think, you know, his willingness to go out for football and do all that kind of stuff and kind of hang out with his dad. I don't know. It it seems very realistic to
0: me. Yeah, I think after he did pull him down off the fence and they were, you know, he was sitting there on top of him and he, like I said, I thought he was about to hit him and then instead he just like you know puts his hand on the side of his face and almost like endearingly starts stroking his the side of his head. And I think that's when Buddy Junior realized he does love me. You know, he is trying to do. You know, he's trying to help me. And all, and so I don't necessarily think that he's going to be the model citizen after that. But
1: uh. no, I'm sure there'll be lots of discord in the house. But I don't know. I really like him. I mean, tell me why does Buddy not get Brad Leland, an actor? Why does he not have his name in the opening credits? I don't understand. After years of being on this show, and he's been a you know pretty central part of it, and I think I think if you took a poll, he would be the favorite character of all the fans in the show.
0: The ones that are still on or even before? I, just See, I all still, along. Yeah. I all said,
1: along. I'd probably want to Saracen for me. Most people love Buddy.
0: Yeah. I've I well, never thought about that one's name in there.
1: Well, I can't remember Buddy ever having a bad scene.
0: You mean like as far as acting wise and all? I mean, he's had well. Some... I'm
1: not talking about as far as acting. I'm just talking about the way he's written. Like every time he's doing anything, it's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah to yeah. me. I, I remember being kind of bored with every other character's storylines. I don't know if they just use him just enough to keep him interesting, or just because everybody knows that football obsessed guy who's got a little too much money and all that kind of stuff. Right. Something about it is just intriguing.
0: I still think one of the best scenes I've ever seen on uh with with Brad Leland specifically is when uh he and Lila, you know, Lila left the house and she went and stayed with Tim for a while. Buddy came and knocked on uh, Tim's door to, to get Lila and I thought they were about to have a throw down right there on the front steps. And uh, you know, he was like, She's she stayed with me tonight, sir. And um, I thought Buddy's about to punch him, you know. I guess the only punch I've ever seen Buddy throw in all these times he's been close to it has been when he got horn-swaggled out of that uh, deal.
1: Yeah, but there's something of, there's some sort of violence just beneath the surface with him.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: like, I don't think you want to tangle with Buddy. Oh,
0: no, no, no. I could not run his him character, His
1: character played uh, – Buddy. character played where? At Texas? He's supposed to play college football, but I can't remember where.
0: Uh, was it not tech? I mean, I'm thinking Brad Leland himself went to Texas. Tech. No,
1: you're thinking of the real guy. I'm thinking that his character played somewhere. I think he was. I think he played in Texas. Didn't they show a picture of him? Maybe a lineman or something. Yeah, when he was in college. I and mean, I think he was. I can't remember why, but there was some reason they revealed that he played somewhere. And I believe it was
0: in Texas. What about Buddy Jr.? I'm just
1: saying he's probably somebody you want to tangle with if he was a lineman in Texas. <laughs> Playing there. Oh, by the way, well, hey, speaking of Lila, did you see the Esquire for this this most recent Esquire? I have not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Minka Kelly's on the cover. Okay. Her abs belong in the Smithsonian.
0: I know that she's got some movie about to come out, with her and... Uh, Whoever that is, um, one of the people in Gossip Girl is what th- somebody has told me, but like about a roommate, and one of them's crazy, one of them's trying to kill the other one or uh, something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer. It looks terrible.
0: But uh, at the same time, I'm not sure she's doing anything else except trying to get married to Jeter.
1: You Here. could wash your socks on her stomach. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> it's, it's something else.
0: What about Buddy Jr. making the uh, the comments about Coach Coach's wife, t- about Tammy?
1: <laughs> That's about time one of the teenagers said that, isn't
0: it? I mean, <laughs> That's a good point. Wouldn't
1: Tammy be known as the hot school employee amongst every teenage boy?
0: Well, you know, even the t- camera shots, you know, it, it accentuated, I guess, what he was looking at at that point. But I thought, was that, it had to be on purpose, but nobody said that. I didn't about even it.
1: notice that. Oh, yeah.
0: When they met in the hallway there at the right, inside the door, and he was asking, if this like a, you know, is this an insane asylum or sanitarium or whatever he called it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I love when they do that because come on, you know the guys in the school would be talking about her.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, what about Mindy working out hard to uh, get, get back in shape for the <laughs> for the stage?
1: Yeah. So see her you, and Becky getting along, I suppose. Have
0: you come around on Mindy? Because last week you weren't a big fan of her.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's she's much more likable in this episode. I think. I think everybody pulls for Becky, you know, and she was not very nice to Becky before. Right. And now all of a sudden, I think they've got the whole, our dad sucks vibe, so I'm going to watch out for you because my dad sucks too, you know.
0: i seemed the turning point was when Becky was offering up to Mindy some, you know, some negotiation tactics to go back and. You know, trading tra- tra- some day shift times for some nighttime weekends.
1: <laughs> so I me out. She's like, I have regulars. She goes, oh, I bet they totally miss you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bizarre conversation to have.
0: With a 15, 16-year-old.
1: <laughs> just with anybody. Just because it was so sincere.
0: Oh, yeah, she was serious. I <laughs>
1: somebody sincerely talking about that.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. I'm still curious as if her regulars are ready to see her, you know, postpartum. But I uh, <laughs> <be>
1: very weird. <laughs> she, she's dancing or whatever. And they're like, where have you been for the past five months? Oh, I had a baby. <laughs> 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 a real mood killer, I would think.
0: <laughs> Can't tell. <laughs> but you knew. I, I, you know, even on the phone, you could tell that Mindy was listening in when Becky was talking to her dad. And you could tell that Mindy was starting to figure out what was going on. And I thought that she would end up staying there. But then um, her dad seems like a punk. But especially her mom, or her stepmom, I should say. I mean, she was waiting out there with her, you know, drink poured in her little glass, ready to light into her. But um, I thought Dad was about to get into it with Mindy. But you got to give those Colette ladies, you know, a credit because they don't back down from anybody.
1: No, they really don't. Um, maybe they'll be one big happy family when Tim gets out of jail.
0: Tyra comes back. She's at UT. We never hear about her.
1: Oh, that was- yeah. That'll make it extra weird because of Tyra and Tim if Tim and Becky ended up together and you got Tyra and Mindy and Tim and Becky and all that that would be very odd. You said like uh I like Mindy's line of if you bump into her in yes. the shower.
0: That's what I was about to say. You said before that about the <laughs> line of uh, you know God made meat already. It's called a cow. And I was gonna say, but my favorite line was that if you bump into her in the shower, I'll stab you in the face. <laughs> you
1: bump into her in the shower.
0: I'm serious. Is what she said. But uh, and, and what a what a you know a douche dad like. Oh, you're not going to come home and stay. So we're moving back to Seattle.
1: Very long way away from Texas. It was kind of abrupt. It was kind of like the writers are like, oh, we've done all we can with them. They're done. That's it. Move to Seattle.
0: My 16-year-old's not going to live in, in my ex-wife's house with my uh, with her stepmom, So, which I'm gone on, on the road all the time. So I'm moving to the northwest from West Texas.
1: Does it not seem like Seattle would be a place where they would not fit in at all?
0: Speaking of not fitting in, I, I mean, we're ex- going to the end of her storyline, but does Epic really seem like the high school dance type of person?
1: <laughs> I thought that was weird, too.
0: Like She was so serious about getting in to see the high school dance and doing a little, you know, do the Cupid Shuffle or whatever. Um, she was not ready for it. Look a lame dance anyway.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it. But, I mean, back to Seattle. I've never been to Seattle. I can't imagine they have a humongous kind of like southern white trash population. I mean, just from the reputation of Seattle, you know. It doesn't seem like a place where they'd really want to go live. Nah. Agreed. I guess it's like, let's just think of the furthest place from Texas. They're still in America and, and use
0: it. I, I thought they said, like, go to Santa Fe or Albuquerque or something. I could see that.
1: Yeah, they should have said something like that probably. Oh, well. So I guess that means we won't be seeing them again, which, you know, good rid of them. It doesn't really matter to me.
0: <laughs> I won't be losing any, any sleepover for sure.
1: No, I, I wasn't really interested in seeing where they were going with those guys.
0: But uh, speaking of Epic, of course, you know, she went all nutso on the guy in the study hall. Um and I thought she was about to take care of him pretty, pretty fast. But, uh, Tammy, she jumped right in and was pushing her back and had no fear. Uh, I give her some, uh, some credit for that.
1: Yeah. Tammy's pretty tough. I suppose I have the, uh, I have the show on in the background again. <laughs> and, uh, this is my new ritual. So I can be reminded of everything.
0: She's just watching uh, it fast I, forward.
1: Yeah, I'm done with Jess, uh, I'm done with Jess as the equipment manager too. Apparently, she's not going anywhere, but I'm done with that
0: storyline. She's pretty quick with some of her uh, some of her comebacks in the locker room. Yeah, she's a
1: little too quick.
0: But seriously, I mean, would it not be the most awkward thing thing in the world to be like because half the guys are there, you know, shirtless, but there's a couple of them just you know there in their in their boxer shorts or, or tighty whities, whatever. It just seems like that would not be allowed by any coach or administrator at all. Because they're just inviting yeah. a lawsuit, they're inviting legal action.
1: I I can't see it happening in real life either. Not like that at all.
0: And why can't she understand? Not the way she ever is.
1: comes into the locker room while they're changing.
0: So do you think that she quits, not quits, but gets shifted from her equipment manager to assistant coach position pretty soon?
1: That seems so outrageous.
0: It could happen. But it
1: looks like they're setting it up for some something dumb like that. I would think with all the coaches on staff there, they could tell that Tinker was, was reacting the snap count instead of watching the ball without her help.
0: Well, the thing is, we don't know who coaches what other than Eric does the quarterbacks.
1: But didn't they say Billy coaches defensive backs at one time? That's what I'm
0: saying. So now why is he you know, in charge of the line linemen? It's hard to say linebackers.
1: I don't know, because he's the only assistant that ever gets any lines.
0: What is the older besides coach? Was
1: the, that the maybe gay, really excited assistant who they've just forgotten about completely? Stan. I guess we'll just be left wondering if he's gay or not.
0: Does he still work at Sears? I don't know. Because we remember Luke and, and Vince were having to watch game tape there last year on the big screen.
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't have any idea. Maybe he got a real job.
0: Yeah, I could like see this. They made him
1: a full-time coach at school.
0: She's going to draw up a play that's going to win state. It's going to be like, you know, I think Buddy Jr. is going to have some big, something big to do with it. Vince will probably score it, but it'll be a play in oh, yeah. It'll be up. like a
1: triple reverse <laughs> halfback back pass or something.
0: Full-back pass. <laughs>
1: We're assuming Buddy Jr. is going to be a full-back. Right.
0: Well, he's not taking the tailback spot because Luke, Luke was amazing in practice at least. Um
1: I think they'll put him on defense actually. They never follow a defensive player. Santiago was the last defensive player that ever had a storyline.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Santiago, is this kind of like a, a Santiago two with Buddy Jr. coming in and Buddy giving, you know, him some purpose?
1: I guess it's See more what I'm saying? like that. Yeah. I like Buddy Jr. a lot more than Santiago.
0: Yeah, but he didn't have his essays to give him heck about, you know, having to have curfew and everything.
1: It is, uh, I'm watching a buddy come into the bar and grab the baseball bat and everything now. Um, I understand, whatever, a teenage boy running around, sneaking around, trying to get drunk. But how common is it for a teenage boy to just sit there in the middle of the day getting drunk by himself with no other people around?
0: Uh, I think that he's trying to show us the depth of his problems. I mean, does he have some serious substance abuse issues?
1: Is it, You think that's what they're getting at? I mean, all they'd say to him is he smokes pot before. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he skipped school to break into the bar and get wasted by himself in the middle of the day.
0: Hey, going back to, uh, to, uh, Jess and Vince in the locker room and of course, you know, uh, Eric called him out. I think Vince had one of the top three lines, I should say, probably of the, uh, of the thing when he was, you know, saying these women getting out of control or whatever to, uh, to coach after he was talking about, you know, but he just told Jess to leave his office and he told him to out of my office now. I don't even remember
1: that. Did he say that?
0: Yeah. He said, these women getting out of hand coach. And he was like,
1: get out now. I didn't even remember that specifically. By the way, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen the show Parenthood. Somebody told me that, uh, Vince and Vince's mom play mother and son on that show also?
0: I don't think so. That's true? My wife and I do watch it, but um, she was on there this past week, but not as his mom. She was like a a marriage counselor or something.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was told the wrong thing
0: then. I mean, maybe later on it comes out that they're related, but as of now, there's there's not been any connection made. She was there for the first time this past week for about, you know, two minutes or something so but he's he's played a pretty prominent role in the last three or four episodes um i was trying to think there's somebody uh, else oh, okay never Mi- seen that show mika kelly is on it as well she was on it this past week.
1: well i'll start watching that
0: show <laughs> she's a behavioral counselor or something there's a a boy that has asperger's um and so she comes and helps coach him on how to, you know, deal with his emotions and process things and interact with people. So, she does a good job. And she's, you know, and she plays an adult role now instead of a high schooler, so she does well.
1: <laughs> she's like 30 years old. I know it. <laughs> uh yeah, I've never seen that. Oh well. I probably won't start watching it actually.
0: It's worth it. Vince's dad, he's still uh he's still playing the role of trying to get more and more involved. And, um, I thought they did a good job again of, you know, it looked like Vince was starting to actually appreciate and get into some of those good stories and said, oh, I got some good stories too. How about when you weren't around? And then it all came out, I think, which is the, the reason behind Vince's hesitation of welcoming his dad back. It's because his dad was a drug dealer and they pointed that out with Deacon. His dad was a drug dealer before. And, um, assuming he was the one that got Vince's mom Regina, on to, uh, Onto the stuff, and uh, and that's Vince's fear that his mom will get back, uh, and fall off the wagon, so to speak.
1: Yeah, he pulled the old "What's my birthday?" dad routine too.
0: I thought it was a good card to play. Did you not?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't. I would. I would think he would know when his birthday was, even if he's like the worst dad ever. I would think he would remember that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he, he didn't go to jail except for five years ago, so it's been, you know, he lived with him, assumingly, you know, twelve years. You don't forget that after yeah. five. But Do you
1: think his dad's got a a stumble in him before it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, probably. Or if not a stumble, I don't know if he'll actually stumble, but I think he's going to get calls from his from his old running crew, and uh, he'll have to make one of those decisions. You know what I mean?
1: Here's the thing, I don't because this is the last season, I'm watching the show a little bit differently. Right. Than I did in the past. To where I'm like, Oh, only a certain amount of episodes left. They can't let him fall back into this and like screw Vince's life up. But I kind of think the other kind of writers that would do that and just be like, Hey, that's just unresolved because that's how life is. <laughs> you know?
0: Yep. Well, does I don't it-
1: know that I don't know that they'll tie everything up and tie you a little
0: ending. That's what's odd to me because they're making, you know, Vince and Luke be juniors and with like you said, this being the last season, so we're not gonna get to see their senior year. We're you know, we're starting to see more and more the recruitment aspect, both of those guys. And we're not really gonna know where they're going unless they commit, you know, during their junior season or after after the junior season, which is pretty much unheard of. So Maybe I,
1: they'll have a movie for their senior years and they'll have to call it Friday Night Lights, the TV show, the movie. So nobody <laughs> will get it confused with the other Friday Night Lights, the movie.
0: <laughs> it could be uh, Wednesday Night Lights because it really comes on Wednesdays all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. That will be way too confusing. if it, Especially since Connie Britton is in both. It's both Yeah. Those
0: buddies. yeah. <laughs> and there's somebody else I thought that had some minor character, I think, that had been... Maybe in the other one too. Of course, it had a lot of the same crew people.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it, you can see, I mean, you can tell it's the same crew with the way it's filmed and everything.
0: And um, Parenthood is filmed a lot the same way too. And to uh, I saw some uh, cast interviews with it, and they do the same way where they say, "Okay, here's the situation with the scene. Here's what uh, you're expected to do," but they give them a lot of freedom to go off script as long as they end up at the same you know destination at the end of the scene. So. And that's Jason Kadams. Uh, he runs with
1: curb, curb your enthusiasm model.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, oh, you know they so, say uh, the the office. They say looks like it's that way, but it really is tightly scripted. I saw um, what's her name, uh, Jenna? Who is it in the Fisher. place, ma'am? Yeah, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. I heard her say that one time on Leno or Letterman or something.
1: I'm not like that. surprised that that's tightly because they they have jokes that are jokes inside of jokes inside of jokes. Where you have to be really current with pop culture and like YouTube videos that are sensations. Yeah, and Michael will say one word wrong and makes the joke funny when he's trying to reference something pop culture wise. But you'll have to know that pop culture reference even get it and all that. So I can see why it would be that way with that. Even though those people are all funny comic actors.
0: What uh, what's your take on the recruitment angle? Where you had you know Vince getting the letters of a couple weeks ago, and then now Luke. Get in the uh...
1: Well, see, this is where our knowledge of college football gets a little mixed up right. because I think I know what they're trying to do, but it doesn't really mesh with how it would actually happen. Uh-huh. Like, I think they're trying to set up a conflict between Luke and Vince because they're making it look like they're recruiting Luke, but really they're going after Vince. But in real life they would just go after Vince, if that's what's happening. I mean, they left it up uh, to interpretation, but it's got to be what it what it is, yeah. right? Because all the coaches were in that little side office, but why not just send Vince a ticket?
0: Yeah, that's what made no sense to me, because even when, you know, Luke came in the locker room talking about how he got uh, – you know, of course the coach talked to Luke at practice and then, you know, gave him tickets right there on hand, which I think is not true. I don't think they're going to hand out tickets early like that. Or, may, or maybe they uh, didn't.
1: They – you know, me, you and I were talking about this earlier, but I have a little experience with this, not because I was getting recruited, but because my friends were. Uh-huh. So they would take me to a lot of games uh, at Ole Miss. And, you know, they they would you send, you know, five or six tickets, out. so a bunch of us would go. And, you know, they'd do the whole shebang. So I don't know why they just wouldn't send the tickets to me. It doesn't really make much sense with the reality. But I think they're going to try to make a conflict between them between and that's other, setting it up but you know what I, you know what I, what direction I hope they're going just for realism's sake what's that I hope that they're going to offer Vince money yeah I hope that they're like oh this is a poor black kid from an unstable family he's more susceptible to taking money to come here and that's why they're going after him instead of Luke that way
0: cause he's trying to make right for his mom and provide her yep
1: yep and Luke has a stable family they got a farm all that stuff that's what I hope they're doing because that's Very realistic.
0: But even when – I was about to say, even when they were in the locker room and Luke was talking about how he's got the tickets and how, you know, he was like – he looked at Vince and Vince like, for real? He was like, yeah. But then you knew they were coming. But I'm with you. It it makes no sense why not just go ahead and talk to Vince. If he was All-State, if he is getting all these letters from everywhere else that we know are top-tier BCS conference schools. To me, though,
1: the the only way it will make sense in pulling him aside like that – is if they're offering him some kind of a legal inducement, if they can pull him aside, all the coaches in there, they separate him from the rest of the group, and they're able to say, "We're not. You, you can't say we're uh, trying to pay this kid. We we're not even officially recruiting him. We never even sent him tickets. Yeah. Something like that. Now I don't know if they'll go that deep into it, but I, I like I could bite on something like that. That's true. If they're like, he's not even on the official recruiting list. You can't get us for this.
0: But my understanding is once they're on campus for a visit, official or unofficial, they have to check in. They have to, you know, let the, the coaches or the school know they're coming. They just can't show up out of the blue. But then they can meet with and talk with whoever for however long um, they want after that. And so I don't think there's anything, at least from what we saw, that was illegal. But uh, you, know, like you said, we don't know what actually transpired in the conversation, what was talked about.
1: Um, I mean, it's got to be something shady or they wouldn't have separated you from the group and had all the coaches in the office like that. Also, I don't know, like, when I would go on those trips, it was always on a game day and it was in a crowd of, you know, other 100 recruits. recruits. Like, it wasn't ever not a game day, touring everything. Well, I don't know what the deal is with that.
0: But didn't, didn't Luke say that was for the UT game?
1: Yeah, he did. It was 50-yard line, but I guess they brought him up the day before.
0: Okay. That's what didn't make a whole lot of sense there just because there was no one else there besides those six guys you know those Luke two were
1: a tie Luke was wearing a tie and everybody else was <laughs> like a bomb
0: <laughs> they're just in their normal school clothes <laughs> i do i do know that next week uh there that coach taylor is going to discuss recruitment regulations with uh with Vince and his dad um something like that they-
1: Got to go in that direction. They have not had a storyline that revolved around that yet, have they? Was Smash getting offered anything?
0: Uh, we never saw him get offered anything illegal, but again, that season stopped midway through it. That was supposed they've to be got, like a 22 they episode. have to
1: do a storyline like that. And it's a little unrealistic that it with a junior, but.
0: For, for me, still. You got to.
1: I mean, yeah. you, all these big time schools are always swirling around all these players.
0: Did you watch the previews for next week?
1: Uh, I did. I don't remember anything okay, about it. Okay. Well, before we
0: get that, we we saw just a brief brief glimpse of it. But uh, Julie and you know her old buddy, the the teacher's assistant. um, Was that the most like? It's like almost like a glamour shot. It looked like when he opened the door, <laughs> yeah, she was that standing was the same there. Thing. And the the wind, wind was blowing blow. through
1: her hair. Yeah, was like
0: backlit or whatever. It's like a rock video. for Her standing <laughs> <I> there, like <laughs> it's a white
1: like Marilyn Monroe or something. Like
0: a white snake video. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just. Uh, so no wonder he just grabbed her. i kind of chuckled at that i'm like
0: come on no wonder he grabbed her and kissed her
1: yeah
0: but uh anyway we saw in the previews that um his his wife ends up having a confrontation with julie in a public place on on the campus so it seems to get pretty complicated with uh with the two of them
1: oh i didn't i didn't see that that's it's kind of weird to think about those college freshmen, 18 years old, being confronted by an adult woman on campus. A professor. kind of weird.
0: <laughs> was she a professor, too, we are told?
1: Uh, I believe she was, right, because wasn't she up to, like, Boston University or Boston College or something? Somewhere like that. Doing something.
0: And then, too, they have a 250-mile road trip, which seems unrealistic as well. Uh, but they're on a bus for that long. so. But the team, not – not Julie and her teacher's assistant.
1: 250 mile bus trip? Yeah. I guess they're going over into East Texas to play somebody?
0: Somewhere down south, they said. South Texas. Down south.
1: Ooh. All right.
0: So, yeah, they're on, on a Yellow Dog bus for uh, five hours, they said. So, yeah, that's uh, that seems to be moving the, you know, the plot along just with some recruiting issues and I think the players make a uh, make some sort of agreement that they said they got to stick with. Or those oh, uh, I
1: can't even remember. Did anything interesting happen with Julian, the professor? Well, that pretty much it. He came and talked to her in the, while she was eating or whatever for two seconds.
0: Yeah, he just said – uh, He showed it, up it, at his house. She said this can't happen. He said this can't happen. He goes, okay. She said, okay, that's fine. And um, that was about it until she knocked on his door and then he kissed her and that was it.
1: Seems like he does this with lots of – his students. He would,
0: as easily as he fell into that. I would assume that this is not the first time. So
1: I don't know. It kind of seems odd that
0: he would get caught because
1: of Julie or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Something about it doesn't seem right to
0: me. But again, you, you know, he, he wasn't trying to be clandestine about it because I mean, he she, he can't he brought her to his house once, and then you know, pulled her in a second time that we know of. So it's not like they're trying to be, you know, shady about it.
1: Yeah. It will, I, she's probably gonna find a text on his phone or something, his wife. But it seems like it would be hard to track down that one student. Right. That you're seeing <laughs> with in a campus full of thousands of students.
0: Another thing that seemed unrealistic about uh Julie was that when Tammy tried to call her for math help, like she was gonna be able to explain how to do high school, you know, math over the phone to her. But she said that I just got the machine. Who has a, a answer machine anymore?
1: Well, you know, I have a DVR, but uh, Russ makes fun of me because I go, oh, I taped uh, I taped it. I'll have to watch it later. <laughs> We're talking about the show. so Maybe it's just ingrained in her head uh, like it is in mine.
0: Like roll the window up, which you don't really roll the window up anymore. You just push a button.
1: Hey, you roll the window up on my truck.
0: <laughs> oh, my bad.
1: <laughs> but if I have a ride off in a lake, I'm going to live. I can roll it right down. I'm just going to kick it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I still say tape instead of DVR.
0: So. Gotcha. Any uh, any other things that stood out from this uh, episode?
1: Um, not really. I mean, I like I like the direction almost everything's going in, which is a, a departure from the ordinary. I'm usually griping about something. But I kind of like all the storylines the way they're going.
0: Oh, did you remember when Eric said what kind of name is epic? <laughs> when he was talking to uh, Tammy, and she said yeah, something like.
1: I wanted Buddy to just stick his head in the window and go, it's Welsh. <laughs> that would have, would have tripped me out.
0: And, uh, but, oh, we, uh, Whataburger. We saw Whataburger again when Becky had her, uh, dance club meeting or whatever.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice. Man. The only thing that is kind of, we're kind of getting beat over the head with the, uh, daddy issues right now. Yeah. And I like, I mean, that's fine. That's been the, kind of the underlying theme of, the whole show, but it's just like every character right now, that's what's going on.
0: Well, Becky's daddy seems to be out of the picture, at least. I haven't looked up to see if he's going to be back, but um, I think that Vince's daddy issues are going to stick around, and uh, so will the Garrity's. So you're you're hoping for Lila to come back to spend time with her brother, I assume. I mean,
1: I would not be opposed to Lila coming back. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all.
0: Right, right.
1: I'd like to see a little Saracen action, Lila. i kind of like to see Street also.
0: Street's coming back pretty soon, I think. We talked about back just a little bit ago. I can't remember how far back.
1: I wonder what, you know what the reasoning is supposed to be to bring him back into town.
0: He's probably trying to give um, Vince some illegal incentives as a sports agent.
1: <laughs> that would be great. I could live with that.
0: That would be an awesome angle.
1: <laughs> the street has just been corrupted. corrupted. Totally <laughs> he's, like, he's like an evil mastermind in a wheelchair. He's like stroking a cat. And
0: <laughs> he's got a little chihuahua. He's
1: <laughs> like a Bond villain. That would be something. You know what else I would like to see is uh, maybe Saracen have like an art show and how all these yokels and Dylan just don't get it, <laughs> like Coach and Buddy and Everybody, Virgil—they're all at the art show. None of them understand it, and they're making ignorant comments. That oh, would make me laugh too.
0: All these hands—when he he drew hands all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything like that. And Something I, about Saracen being from Dylan and being an artist. And Chris Victorious
0: will uh, open up for him.
1: <laughs> anything that's kind of obscure like that, I would like. Well, so I'm watching the luau right now. We didn't even mention the luau dance.
0: Texas luau forever.
1: Uh, no school that I've ever been associated with, either either as a student or a teacher or a coach or whatever, would uh, let the girls dress like that at a
0: dance. In <laughs> <And then> bikinis,
1: <laughs> they're wearing like coconut bras and uh, grad skirts, grinding on each other. <laughs> Luke has a new swagger, by the way. Since Luke is getting recruited and everything, he just walks up and just like lays the Mac down hard
0: on Becky. I'm inviting you out soon.
1: He's all swagger. I kind of like it. It kind of coincides with getting popular and athletic success and everything.
0: But will his parents go for that relationship? I mean, because that's the girl who, in their minds, you know, killed their grandbaby.
1: His parents? What about everybody in town who knows she has an abor- had an abortion? But they don't know we're protesting.
0: His. Do They know that was his. Yeah, that's very true. They,
1: the whole town would be against it.
0: I mean, she never got, called any flag for that. It was all Tammy. I mean, I understand, <laughs> I guess, but.
1: It's faded away completely. You know, you know, in real life, everybody would be talking about this girl behind her back all the time.
0: Yeah, she's not going to be planning the dance, the Texas Louisville, for
1: sure. No, they would be like, oh, this girl is really divorced. Like every time she walked down the hall.
0: Although nobody cared for her ideas. You know, she got outvoted, whatever, four or five to one.
1: Yeah, she wanted like Back to the Future, Enchantment Under the Sea or something.
0: Right. And who would not want that? I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) That's the classic.
0: But you can't wear coconut bikinis (laughs) back (laughs) to the future. You could with an Enchantment Under the Sea, possibly.
1: Probably. I would dress like Marty McFly, but that's just me. Probably nobody would get it.
0: You're Doc Brown.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Well, I guess that about does it for uh, for this week. And uh, well, Friday Night Lights will be taking a two week break as there are no episodes during Thanksgiving week. And then, as things get moving into December again, they'll have a handful of more episodes before taking a break for New Year's and uh, Christmas and New Year's right there. So, but as always, oh,
1: everybody, sorry, everybody should just watch the Thanksgiving episode from last year where the entire town randomly ended up at Taylor's, <laughs> even though half of them had no connection to each other.
0: It was a good, uh, everybody together in one big scene. But we invite your feedback. Um, FNLpodcast.com is the website where you can leave comments there. Or, as always, you can email us at podcast at com. Twitter is FNLpodcast as well. And our voice line, um, voicemail, you can call us at 662-259-0185. Uh, 662-259-0185. And um, we will get your get your comments and uh and emails up on the the podcast with us and we can talk through some of those things but um take care everybody have a good Thanksgiving break and look forward to being back with you very
1: soon